0: Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles.
1: Here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Hello, this is Galen McDowell. I'm the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. I've been doing a series of shows where I've been bringing in guests who I feel as though are making a positive and inspirational impact in the world. And today I have an, another person who uh, greatly impacted me uh, recently, and i just had to have him on the show so you all could benefit from his skill his expertise and most importantly his heart so today i have on the show the author of the books viral happiness and non-professionally speaking dr dennis cummins how you doing there dennis i'm doing
0: awesome galen very happy to be here thanks for having me on your show
1: Beautiful, beautiful. So before we, you know, I start asking you, you know, some questions about your work and your books, et cetera, I would like the audience to know a little bit about you. And, um, you know, before we start taking callers and going through the questions, could you give the people a little bit of your background and what you do?
0: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Um, So, Galen, you know, you know, but.
0: I am a retired chiropractor. I practiced for 23 years in New York, ran a few successful offices over there before retiring and becoming a professional speaker of all things. Um, I found that uh, I love speaking, and as I transitioned out of chiropractor, I just love teaching people the business skills that helped me get successful at that. In addition to business skills, I also love the motivational side of doing that. So I've done some motivational speaking as well, kind of showing people how to overcome adversity and kind of maintain happiness along the way. Um, What I do now is help professional business owners, primarily um, attorneys and, and medical professionals, get really good at explaining to people what they do so that they can help more people. And that's what I've really
1: dedicated my life to right now. Beautiful, beautiful. So, um, you know, we <laughs> before we even got going really, really well, we had a caller that came in. So I do want to acknowledge I don't like to have callers just waiting. If we can just take this quick call, I'm going to get to some really good questions. I think that will help pull out all of this good information that's just sitting in your soul. We have a caller online. Let's get this caller on. Um, hi, Lucille. Are you there? Yes. Hello. Good morning, Reverend McDowell. Good morning, sir. Hello, Good how are you doing Lucille. there? Do you have a question for Dennis? Dr. Dennis Cummings? Uh, no, Cullins? I don't not at this time. Okay. Just all want right. To I thought tune yeah, you call it the uh, the conversation right now. Okay, all right. Well I thank you for calling in it. and we I thank appreciate you. your support. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Have a wonderful day, Lucille. Have a better day. Take care. So um uh Dennis How important is mindset in achieving success?
0: I think mindset is everything when it comes to achieving success. Um, And, you know, there's been a lot of philosophers, if you will, and people in terms of human development that talk about how the thoughts that we think determine our actions and behaviors. So, you know, really focusing on what do you think, you know, um, the example that I always give, you know, if you feel really wonderful about yourself and you think, you know, you think you look great, you think you sound great, you think you are great, and somebody goes, ah, you know, you're nothing, you're just going to forget about that. It's not going to phase you at all. But on the other hand, it's... If you think you know nobody cares about you, that if you believe that you are worthless, if you believe that you have no skill and nobody should listen to you, and somebody comes up to you and goes, oh, you're wonderful, you're not going to believe that either. You're still going to feel the same. So I, I believe the way we express ourselves to the outside world is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves on the inside world, and that's why it, it's so important to nurture that that sense of positivity on the inside, having a positive mental attitude and a positive mindset. And Galen, it, it, it doesn't happen by accident either. You know, some people are just, you know, we, you know, I'm sure you've met people in the church and I've met people in my life as well that are just, they are just naturally happy all the time. But I've also had the fortune to meet people who have gone through some really dire circumstances, really dire traits, and somehow have still managed to find that happiness, but it was, it was really through effort and energy. And if it's all right, I'd love to give you an example of that. Um, sure. The very first book that I wrote, I know you've mentioned my last two, viral happiness and, and non speaking. But the very first book I wrote back in 2012 was titled Turning Terrible into Terrific, Changing Your Life at the Speed of Thought. And that book was based on my experience with, uh, unfortunately, um, I'm losing a daughter. My daughter Lauren passed away at the age of 17 about five years ago after a a long battle with brain tumors. Um, But despite everything that was going on for her, that little girl maintained this unbelievably, I believe truly God-given sense of happiness and joy. She was an amazing inspiration for me. And with everything that she went through, I kind of learned that life can be joyful no matter what's going on. And when I wrote that book, and and parts of that are also in the book Viral Happiness, which is on Amazon now, there's really three primary things that I think everybody needs to do to maintain a positive mental attitude and happiness. The first one is um, finding gratitude for something in your life right now. You know, things, listen, we live in, these are very interesting times that we're living in. With all these social distances and people out of work and businesses shut down and travel shut down and and not being able to see family who may or may not be ill or have other things that would have gone on in their lives anyway, but now we can't be there to support them. There's a lot of negativity out there. And I think the challenge is to intentionally, and that's the important word there, intentionally find something to be grateful for. Now, the second aspect, the second thing required to nurture a positive mental mindset is focus. And what I mean by focus is it's really important, it's critical to focus on what it is that you want in your life. Most people are focusing on complaining about the things that are going on. They're observing all the negativity, and then they're commenting on that. They're looking at it. They're focusing on that. And I think what you focus on tends to show up more and more in your life. So, My suggestion is, number one, find something to be grateful for and focus on that great gratitude. And the other is focus on the outcome that you really want in your life. And and finally, the third step, and this is a very overly simplification of what's in viral happiness, is you have to take some action to do that. So for me, my processes in the mornings when I wake up, I start every morning with a little bit of meditation and prayer a little bit of gratitude for what I have, a little thank you to God for, you know, hey, listen, thanks for a great night's sleep. Thanks for another amazing day to do something. Thank you for my puppies and and for my wife, Victoria. Thank you for all the things that are going on in my life right now. And and that just
1: sets up the rest of the day for
0: more positivity.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I think those steps are great. Gratitude, focus, action. Because we know if you don't ever get to action, Nothing happens <laughs> without a doubt. So um, Dennis, true. you know uh, you're a very powerful voice when it comes to training people about business uh, as a coach and a consultant. Why are some businesses doing well while others are struggling during this pandemic? Well, there's a few, there's a there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, there are definitely some
0: businesses that are that are literally have have become extinct, if you will, over the last couple of months. Just because of shut down now, my home is the suburb of of Las Vegas, Um, that entire Las Vegas casino area. um, I'm not a big fan of that in general, but um, it's completely shut down and all these people actually have no jobs. But there are other people who have lost jobs. There are people whose jobs were always involved with human interaction and and people contact, which is now non existent as well. But they've managed to reinvent themselves. They've managed to do something different. You know, many of the doctors and attorneys and physical therapists and chiropractors and massage therapists that I work with, um, some of them, you know, they're listening to the to things that I'm teaching them. And they've actually gotten busier during all of this, not, not less. And, many, you know, if they haven't gotten busier, they've stayed flat. So they didn't lose business while everybody else was. And I think a lot of it, you know, you had just mentioned, you know, really the important thing is you have to take some action. Um, And a lot of people are just frozen. They're in paralysis right now because they don't know what to do. They're worried about making mistakes. They're worried about trying something new. So they don't want to do that. Um, My big suggestion for all of them is, you know, in order to be successful in in, in any economy, and this is a tough one, I I will grant that. But there are people, if you look around, you know, you, I'm sure, know business owners and church members that are really, they're doing pretty well right now. And you also know others that are, that are struggling. Um, I think, number one, you have to provide value to people. If you want to do well in any industry, you must provide value. You must provide a service. Uh, it's essential that you solve a problem for people or help make their lives easier. Now, I primarily work with, like I said, uh, legal and health professionals. They provide a really valuable service for people. I know that. And very often though, they've forgotten that. And I think one of the, the biggest keys is to let people know, number one, how you can help, and number two, that you're able to help and, and how to take advantage of that. I think if, if anybody in any business, by the way, now, by the way, I currently specialize in medical and legal professionals, but I used to do it for all types of businesses and all business owners. You and I, Galen, we met at a business conference for all types of entrepreneurs. Um, This strategy works for everybody. You know, number one, appreciate the fact that you've got value. Identify how you can help other people. And here's the the last part, and this is the most important part. You have to let them know that. They're not going to find you on their own you have to be that messenger. You have to be the person out there letting them know how you can help. And I think if you do that, your business is going to do good no matter what's going on around you.
1: Yeah, yes. I totally agree. You know, I because I'm in the church world, it's interesting that I'm seeing how some religious organizations were very well prepared to transition to online only and that others are really struggling. And you know and when people are really struggling that creates a situation where it's very difficult to do ministry when you can't contact people so it's so i see these points right across right across all fields because as you said i've seen people that work uh, in different fields that are connected to this ministry yet some are figuring out ways to recreate themselves some are still succeeding and then some are you know in the of space of panic and obviously we're here to make sure that they're good and provide some, you know, some some hope and some inspiration for them to push through. So, uh, Dennis, in the midst of asking about some of those questions that you were talking about, just, you know, uh, providing value and things of that nature, um, I do want to talk a little bit about your books. Because I think, first of all, the, term, the title Viral Happiness is a fantastic title. Let me just put that out there. And non-professionally speaking, can you speak to what those books uh, are and what they will help the reader uh, demonstrate if they put the principles that you put in the book into action? Sure.
0: Um, viral Happiness, I, I, I basically rewrote my book from 2012 to bring it up to current date and stuff. And there's, there's research out in the, in the scientific world, in the world of psychology. There's a, a study that's going on, I believe it's longer than 50 years now, called the Framingham Study. It was done in Framingham, Massachusetts, and they studied a, a, a number of things, but they studied how people transmit happiness. And when they studied how human contact, when one person is happy and they contact another and it spreads that happiness, they actually modeled it, and what they found is happiness spreads in the it, almost the exact same model, computer model, or, or, or model of spread that an epidemic spreads. And primarily, they can they compared it to the SARS virus, which occurred a few years ago. Um, so really, happiness has a viral spread. It, it spreads it the same way that a virus does. And I thought that was so amazing that, you know, it, and you've probably seen this when you come across somebody that's like, and we use, we've even used the word infectiously happy, right? It's like you hang around them and you just get happier from hanging around that person. That's what I'm talking about. And I wanted people to become virally happy, infectiously happy, because there's, there's so much negativity out there right now. There's so many, uh, there's so much focus on, on lack and need and, and, you know, listen, people are worried about their finances. I get that Um, people are worried about whether their job will be there. When I, when they get back, I understand that people are home struggling with trying to figure out how to homeschool their children Uh, and people now are in a home with a spouse. Who maybe they decided they really love, maybe they decided this is a really bad decision. Um, and, and even, you know, being cooped up in a home with that person without being able to leave to work and have outlets, that can create stresses too. So there, there's so many other things going on that could contribute to a negative experience. And I wanted them to have the tool set to intentionally create viral happiness for themselves and infect other people with that happiness and it does it goes over a lot of about having that gratitude and there are exercises in the book and about how to maintain focus and there's exercises on identifying what you really want to make that happen and then there's some advice on taking action as well so the book is rather than just a read-through it's a truly a, a reflective thing where there are exercises and I, I give you things to think about and activities to do so that you go through the process of, of becoming infectiously happy for yourself.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, it's kind of funny how all of this, as you're saying, works sort of like a, a virus, uh, but it's, 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 it's a virus of consciousness. It's you're, trans, you're, 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 you're transmitting. And I like to say radiating what's already within you and you can't radiate what's, if you don't have it yourself, you can't, you know, you have to love you. You have to be in a state of love to be able to radiate love. So I think that that's absolutely uh, wonderful. I like to tell people that my health is contagious and, you know, I don't use that terminology as much now because obviously I don't want to be insensitive to what's happening with people in the world. But when I would, when I would, interact with people and they say, oh, you know, something's you know going on with me. I was like, oh, it's okay. My health is contagious. And it would people would look at me and they would pause. And what I was just trying to let people know is that for me, health, first of all, is a mindset before it's even my physical experience. So I think that this viral happiness concept is a fantastic concept. And, you know, I, I just love it. So, you know, you know, let's just keep rolling because right now we don't have any callers calling in. Dennis, so let me just get to the next question I want to ask you. Um, and I think you kind of covered it, but we can drill down on it a little bit more. What do people need to know or do to be successful in this or any economic situation?
0: Well, um, you, you mentioned something before, Galen, and I think it's a really important point, is that people are a little bit panicked right now yeah um they're worried you know you have some churches that have you know now uh the church in my neighborhood has gone to you know i went i went one weekend and and they had they're no longer giving the sign of peace to one another or, or and distancing the next week just closed down and they had gone on to video and my church was very very savvy with in terms of their technology but i do know that many churches are not and they were not so now They're so worried about what to do and about trying to do it right that it it may have caused a delay in getting their services and getting their message out there. Um, I think in order to be successful in any economy, number one, you have to be adaptable. You have to be willing to change. And by the way, and here's the other thing, and this is a real big one, I believe you have to be willing to fail. You have to be Mm -hmm. willing to get things wrong. And what I believe happens is that people try so hard to do it right. They want it it all to come out and look polished and perfect that, and by the way, it probably never will be perfect, but they try so hard to do it right that it it causes paralysis. So when they're uncertain, when they're they're questioning their own skill, when they're questioning their technological abilities, when they're questioning the value of their message, What it does is it causes paralysis and then it's that inaction. You know, you and I have both already spoken how important it is. You have to do something, you know, um, you, you have to, you know, you can pray for what you want. You can meditate on what you want, but then you have to go out and actually do the action steps required to manifest it in your own life. And what I believe is some people are just paralyzed by fear, fear of getting it wrong fear of feeling. Listen, a, a, An awful podcast or an awful transmission of a church service is still better than no transmission of a church service. Mm -hmm. So get out there and do something. There are businesses out there right now that used to rely on people coming into their offices for one-on-one contacts that still have not reached out online. Right. You know? Uh, I think really you have to reach out to people and using the Internet these days is amazing. You know, Gail and I, you you know, we had a little glitch in the beginning of the show because, you know, maybe it's the Internet. The Internet feels like it's made out of maple syrup these days, you know, because everybody's (laughs) gone online and just slowed down, you know, it used to just flow and flow. Now it's like, oh, my goodness, we're back in dial up days, it seems at times. Um, yes. But getting out there to, to, to take some action, I think, is really the important part. And, and here's the other part, and this is what I do talk about in Non-Professionally Speaking, is um, it's, it's critical that you let people know, number one, how you can help them, and number two, how they get in touch with you to take advantage of that help. Um, You know, people don't know how to get in touch with you. They're worried about their own things. They're worried about, you know, I mean, for goodness sakes, they're worrying about, will I be able to find toilet paper this month? You know, it's such a crazy world that we live in these days. But they're worried about so many personal things. You know, you have to help them out as a business owner and me as a business owner and you as a pastor. You know, you have to let them know, hey, this is what you do. To allow me to help you make it easy for them teach them how to contact you teach them how you can help them even now you know I have people that I know that they're not clients of mine but I just reach out with phone calls and say hey listen this is what I do I help doctors I help attorneys and chiros and dentists I help them maintain their or build their business during this period um, if you'd like me to help you out, or if you just want to reach out for a call, if I can help you, I will. Here's how you get in touch with me. Um, that's, as, that's it's as simple as that, Galen. You have to reach out to people. You have to let them know, number one, that you care. Number two, that you can help. And number three, how they can get in touch with you to take advantage of that help. And if you do those things, your business will grow. It has to.
1: That that works. That definitely works. And, you know, I love the part about letting people know how you can help them. You know, when the global pandemic happened, you know, we were already live streaming and we were live streaming through YouTube, through our website. And we just looked and said, you know what, we have to do more now. So we decided to just be on Facebook Monday through Friday. When at 12 o'clock we'll come on, we'll teach a lesson. You know, I'll do it or somebody else will do it you know, okay, we'll, we have this podcast. The senior minister has his own Facebook page. Now we're promoting it even more, letting people know. We're on all the time. You know, maybe six out of the seven days of the week, you can contact us. We're in front of your face. We're letting you know how we can support you. We have conference calls, things of that nature. We just had to become more creative because some of the things that we were doing in the building, now we're doing outside of the building and what's amazing, Dennis, is the numbers are maintaining, and actually the, for instance with online, we have more people watching us online now than we had people watching us online and being in the physical building so it's 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 interesting when you're prepared and you let people know this is where how you can contact us. Instead of us trying to figure out, you know, all the bells and whistles of do it perfect. We was like, look, we're already ready to do this. Let's do it. So what you're saying to right now on this call is validation that it works if you work it. It always works if you work it, but you got to get out there and make it happen. So I definitely thank you. We have a quick caller. I don't know if we have time to deal with the caller right now because we're about a minute and a half uh, away. Uh, So... Maybe if the caller can ask the question, we can come back uh, after the break. Let the, I'm, I'm going to bring the caller in and let her ask the question, and then we'll answer the question on the back end. Okay, Dennis? That sounds great. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Let me see. Uh, I don't see the caller there anymore. Caller, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Could you ask the question? But I needed the question to be about 15, 20 seconds, please. And your name?
0: Sure. My name is Robin.
1: Hey, Robin. Hi. My question is, um, it's said that the fibers of our existence is interwoven in the tapestry of family. And in these times, and as you stated, just consistently being in the house with family um, and even outside of what we're dealing with in terms of the pandemic. What are your suggestions in terms of uh, staying motivated and encouraged when you're dealing with family challenges and things like that? And even as it would even extend to the workplace uh, and colleagues and that sort of thing to maintain motivation uh, so that you can continue to motivate others. Okay.
0: Uh, Robin, right. i be happy to handle that. Galen, I do believe we need to take the break, though. So if it's okay yes. with you, Robin, I'll answer that when we come back.
1: Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, so it's almost time. We're about 15 seconds away from our break. So I just want to remind you that we'll be back. We'll answer your questions with Dr. Dennis Cummins. So, you know, let's just make sure that you stay in tune. And if you have questions, please call in. We want to hear from you. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
0: Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
1: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Before we go back to our guests, I want to make sure that I give our quick commercial. I want to make sure that you know that you can contact Christ Universal Temple through our website, which is cu You can also watch our live stream, 1030 AM until noon Central Time on the live stream on our website. You can also watch the live stream on our YouTube page, which is C U Temple, C U the Word Temple. And you can also watch the live stream on Facebook at Christ Universal Temple's page. So there are many ways in which you can contact us. We also have Facebook Live lessons Monday through Friday, 12 until about 1230. I'm actually doing one when uh, at 12 o'clock Central Time today. We also have a consciousness building call on Thursday nights and Many different things, so make sure you, you stay plugged in. And I'm also going to be recording a seminar a very yeah soon to be yeah, – yeah, very soon. This is going to be really nice, and we're going to put it on YouTube and and put it on uh, Facebook Live, et cetera. It's going to be really, really cool. So stay in tune. Go to the website. Sign up for our email list so you can make sure that you are – up-to-date on what we're doing at Christ Universal Temple so uh, Dr. Dennis Cummins uh, Robin uh, asked a question about how to maintain and manage this process with all of the family dynamics that are going on along with the work and other things during this global pandemic could you address that please I can (laughs) I don't know how well I'm gonna do that Um, listen you know there's a
0: lot of there's a lot of areas where it's much easier to maintain that that separation between self and others it does become a challenge with families and in my experience and that's all I can speak from and this i think the most important thing to do is um, set some boundaries you know in addition to the things that i've already mentioned number 1 you know listen i i get it families can be frustrating you know they all want things. And if you're the mom uh, or a parent, they want them from you. If you're a sibling, they want them from each other. Um, There's always this battle for attention and there's a battle for neediness. Um, Throughout all of that, it can become frustrating. And I absolutely understand that. This is where intentionally finding something to be grateful for is really important. It helps refocus that. The other thing that I think is really helpful, especially for families, since you can't separate, since, you you know, you're not going to, you, you'll never get rid of family, um, boundaries, I believe, are very important. Setting up a boundary for how you will be involved and how you won't be involved and when you're going to intentionally choose to just... Just take a little, maybe it's just emotional distance, if not physical distance from those people, to allow yourself to not get caught up. I I think people get caught up in emotions, and it becomes overwhelming, and then that drives behavior. I think taking a moment to just step back and breathe, and and maybe it's just giving yourself a timeout instead of the kids, where you just go, you know what? I feel, and this requires, by the way, it requires intentional thought it requires self-awareness too. And, and sometimes as emotion goes up, self-awareness goes down. And I get that. Um, but having some self-awareness and just saying, you know what? I just need a little break for myself right now. So I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to go into the den. I'm just going to step outside. I'm going to walk around the block for a, little, a a little sanity break for yourself, I think is real important. You know, we're used to, and many parents, especially around here, um, they're used to having their kids gone for you know eight hours a day at school. Now they're home, and it's, wow, now not only am I responsible for the job that I used to do and taking care of the house that I maybe used to do, but now I also have to take care of this cool, the kids' school, education, and homework, and their workload has gone up tremendously. So I absolutely get that it can be stressful. Um, one is organization of time I think is going to be critical. Number two is Actually setting up some emotional and boundaries or rules in your household about when things can get done. You know, th- these are new times. And as I mentioned earlier, even for business, it requires adaptability. You know, you may not be able to do things the same old way. And if you try to do them that way, you're, I'm sure that you're going to run up into a, a, a new roadblock and a new resistance because it's not the old way anymore. This is a, this is a, there's a new sheriff in town. Called the coronavirus, and he's dictating the rules. So we have to adapt to that. Um, but setting up some personal boundaries, what you will and won't tolerate, focusing on what you're grateful for in the situation, and I believe giving yourself a time out once in a while. Actually scheduling personal time for yourself, for your own mental health and spiritual well being, taking some time to just breathe a little. Maybe just take a walk outside, get out into nature, walk around the block, do something that that you that brings you joy personally. I think if you do those things, it will help a lot with the family
1: situations. Yeah, I think that's great advice. You know, it's it's kind of funny, Dennis. You know, one of the benefits of this current global pandemic is I'm walking about three and a half miles a day now. <laughs> so I just get up. And say, you know what, I'm working and et cetera. I, I take a break in the middle of the day and I just walk around the neighborhood for about three miles, three and a half miles every day, no matter what. It's, it's rainy, it's windy, it's cold. I just get up and go because I'm doing that as a part of my self care because you don't, know, you know, when everything is different energetically, it can throw you off. So just taking time to just pause and I'll listen to something while I'm walking and what it'll do is it just allow me to to balance. I do want to just piggyback on something you said just briefly before I get to the next question, because I think it's important as it popped up in my head. I do think that some people have uh, the savior fix it mentality to where, you know, in their space, they're the person uh, or one of the people who everybody goes to to coordinate and fix things. And sometimes unconsciously, we jump in to things to the point to where people aren't used to doing it for themselves. And I think we have to be mindful of the context through which we help people. So even as you help and support people, when it becomes when you become the quote unquote savior, you end up creating stress and I would say a certain level of resentment unconsciously that you're carrying the weight of Several family or friends, even though you set it up that way. So, <laughs> I, I really think that the context in which you see life really does make a difference, going back to the mindset that you talked about earlier. Right. So, hey, you know, you yeah. just made
0: a really great point, which took me back a bit. Um, when my daughter was sick, I was in the hospital and she was hospitalized for six months, multiple, almost 27 surgeries over that time. We were in the ER almost uh, in the ICU almost every other week. Um, But after about five months in the hospital, I was speaking with a friend of mine. And and for the first time I had verbalized these words and I said, you know, Lenny, I said, "I'm, I'm starting to feel a little resentful that I'm here, you know, because I had flexibility with my job and I was with my daughter. 24 hours a day, six days a week. My wife came one day because she had another full-time job. But um, I, saw, I said, I'm starting to get resentful. Now, I would never have done anything other, but actually just saying those words was very freeing for me. Um, and then I realized in that moment, like, I have to take care of me. You know, so you can be the savior, and I think you know it's really great if you if you are somebody that helps other people. I think that's a wonderful thing. You just can't forget that you're one of those people too, and -hmm. sometimes you have to
1: save yourself. Yes, yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, Dennis, how can people get in contact with you?
0: Um, Best way to get in contact with me is just to go to my website, which is denniscummins.com. And there's a there's a contact link on there. If you write an email, those come to me. So, I will read them and we'll get back to you on that. Um, That's the best way. Um, Other than that, you know, if you want to read about the things that we've been talking about today, um, if it's more about a mindset thing, the book Viral Happiness is available on Amazon. And if you are more of a business person, a business professional, non-professionally speaking, is the other title that's also available out on Amazon right now. They're both there. Um, and like I said, I'd be more than happy if you shoot me an email via the website denniscummins.com. I will get back to you, and we'll,
1: you know, I'll text back and see how I can help. Be happy to do that. Beautiful, beautiful. So. You mentioned you just mentioned yet again the non-professionally speaking, and your company is called non-professionally speaking. What exactly does that mean?
0: Well, you know, I used to teach I, I, for years. Now I've been a motivational speaker for and, and a professional speaker for almost twelve years now, and I've traveled on every continent. I've been all over the world speaking uh, and doing workshops and talks. And whenever I, I do that, but what I've always done is I've taught business owners how to, one, talk about what they do and how to promote themselves. And so I would always, I used to be, you know, we used to say uh, that the, my company was Pro Speaker Academy, but everybody would say, well, I don't want to be a professional speaker. And then I'd have to explain that I'm not teaching you how to be a speaker. I don't want you to get in front of an arena like I do or get in front of a group of hundreds of people. Uh, all I want you to do is be able to tell other people what you do, little small groups or small talks. So th- I kind of came well, let's call it non-professionally speaking, you know, and, and, that, and it really seemed to jive for people. So, I, you know, I want to teach people how to talk about what they do and how to promote it in such a way that it's not, it's not like you're becoming a salesman, but you're promoting your value in a way that people are attracted to. I call it invitational sales. Just If you just explain to people what you do and how what you do helps them, and there's a system for that, there's a structure, there's a way to do it. So it's important that you understand that structure. But if you do it the right way, nobody feels like you're selling them anything, right? You're just somebody who actually can help. And when you do that, people just want to work with you. And I think that's a, it's a much less stressful way to run a business. Um, Everybody feels good about it. Everybody gets what they want. And what happens when you promote yourself correctly, you attract the right people into your business and the people that aren't right for your business know that and therefore they don't get in and then get disgruntled or, or they're not upset or they're not giving you negative Yelp reviews because it wasn't what they thought it was gonna be. So what I always want people and I call it more, the, the term I use is authentic sales training. I want you to tell people what you do and how to take advantage of it but I want you to do it in an honest, authentic way.
1: And no, that's that what makes
0: non-professionally sense. speaking is about. It's about how you can um, do use small talks, not big talks, not arenas, not giant auditoriums, just maybe five people or or ten people, just little small groups at a time. But I've seen businesses explode with that strategy, and it is so incredibly successful.
1: Well, speaking of which, you have something or you develop something, you actually call the six-figure small talk formula. Can you tell me about that? Yeah.
0: Well, that's basically what I do is I teach, uh, and again, I, I work primarily with professionals right now, but I teach them how to get in front of community groups and do small individual talks. What I found over the last six or seven years is that when they do that, their new client base just goes crazy, you know, where they could spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on on other marketing and advertising and billboards and radio and TV ads and, and, and Facebook marketing and Google marketing and getting limited response. And very often the response they got, they weren't the right customers. They were just somebody who saw an ad and said, oh, let me get some information. And the results were really low. But what happens is when they were able to get in front of a, a group of people and explain what they did and how their services work and how they would help them what happened is they got more people signed up but they were the right people and I, is it okay if i share a little story with you galen
1: go right ahead
0: so i i had a, a client of mine a young woman her name was kelly and kelly worked with women who had self-esteem issues now Kelly is an amazing young lady, and I write about her. In, I write about her frequently. She's just incredible. Um, Kelly used to weigh over 300 pounds, and she had battled weight her entire life. She's now approximately like 115 pounds, but for for years and years she battled with this 300 pound mark, and she had had surgeries and gone over diets and always regained the weight over and over again. Uh, and finally, you know, over after one really Brutally uh, awakening night, she is, she explains it. She realized that it, it wasn't her diet and it wasn't the medical attention, it was her mindset and her self esteem that was causing her weight problems. And this young lady, Kelly, has dedicated her life to helping other women with self esteem issues. But despite all of her work and despite the fact that she was married and and had kids and she had gotten down her weight to a really amazing size and just a dynamite, dynamite woman, um, she still was having a lot of difficulty promoting her program. And it boiled down to uh, to ongoing self-esteem and she didn't want to feel like she was selling something. And and this was a selling thing. So, She had a a webinar that she ran. And by the way, this strategy that I'm talking about works live or online. And it works even better online for some people. Um, But hers was online. So I worked with her for a couple days. And one of the things that came up, I said, Kelly, and and by the way, I believe this, Galen, of everybody. I believe that every one of your listeners right now has a gift, a Mm -hmm. gift to share with people, something that can help people. And I also believe that when they don't share that gift, They cause suffering. And I told Kelly, I said, Kelly, you have an amazing gift for these women, but you're not willing to promote yourself. And because of that, they're not registering for your program. They're not getting help. And because of that, they're continuing to suffer. And I said, and that's your fault because you're being selfish. You are more worried about what they're going to think about you instead of thinking about what you can do for somebody else. That's a big. that's a big nugget. So part of it was she didn't have a system, and it, it seemed lumpy, and it seemed awkward. So we rewrote her entire webinar. We used the six-figure small talk formula. She redid her webinar, and here's what happened. A week after we worked together, she posted a new webinar online, and her sales jumped 600%. Wow. And that means wow. she was making six times more money, but even more importantly, she was helping six times more women. With self esteem and shame issues and as a side effect where she used to dread it because she didn't like the sales part. She realized it's not hard. It's, it's really easy. And she actually started having, and she said six times more fun, right? So you can have fun. You can be honest, you can be authentic and you can absolutely crush it in business and sales. And there's a, there's a strategy to do that, and that's what I put into the six-figure small talk formula. And the reason I call it that is because I have testimonial after testimonial after testimonial of people who said, I did your talk. You know, I did two talks, and we added $100,000 to our office. I do 35 talks a year, and it's added half a million dollars to our office. Kelly, did, within months, had made six figures back from doing these small talks, and Kelly did one talk. And then she recorded it and put it online. So there's so many ways to use this formula, use this strategy. And it's just so exciting when I get to work with people, especially the people that I believe have a gift to share. And it's being underutilized or undervalued because people just don't know who you are. And and the best way to get people to know who you are is to tell them. And that's what I help people do.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I think that that's a a wonderful thing. And I love the part about when you said, when you don't help somebody else, you're you're potentially creating suffering for them. Because if you have something you know can help somebody and you're not doing it, then you're responsible. You know, people don't look at it from that standpoint that I'm responsible to give my gift. I'm responsible to give back to the world. I'm responsible to give my service. It doesn't mean that you can't get paid well for your service, but you still have to give your service. It's your gift to give. It's it's um it's an amazing, amazing point of view. I, I thank you for sharing it. And it, it brings me back to uh something Les Brown used to say all the time when he would say the the richest place in the world is the cemetery. Because that's where all of the ideas and dreams died with the people who never gave birth to them. You know, it, it, it definitely, definitely touched me. So, you know, I, I, you know we don't have that much time left, about, you know, ten f- yeah, about six minutes or so. So I do want to just ask a couple of other quick questions. First of all, I want to, yet again, if you can let people know how to get in contact with you, just in case people are just tuning in. Sure, no problem. Um, the best way to get in touch with me is
0: go to the website, DennisCummins.com and there's a contact dentist button somewhere on that page if you just hit that contact a little email form comes up shoot me an email i will read them personally and get back to you uh the other there's also contact pieces of information in my books. So if you go to Amazon and get a copy of Viral Happiness, which I recommend that you do, or if you're a professional and or a business owner, by the way, it will work for everybody. Uh, pick up a copy of Non-Professional Speaking. There are some great tips. I I basically walk through people through most of the six-figure uh, small talk formula uh, is in the book. It's very practical, usable information for people to move forward, and that's what I want. Um, I, I, you know, talking a little bit further about what we're doing, if you want to succeed in anything, I add value, you know, anything that I do, even if I'm offering something for sale, you know, I always go into it thinking whether or not people choose to do business with me, I want them to walk away from our experience, having value added to their lives. Right. So I want to even when I'm offering something, even when I'm promoting something that I do, I want to add value along the way so that no matter what they decide, when they walk away, they go, hey, that Dennis Cummins, he's, he's a pretty good guy. He was really helpful. I like that. And, and not everybody's going to want to do business with me. Not everybody's going to want to do business with you, the listener, right now. But if you don't let people know what you do, nobody's ever going to know. At least give them the option to decide if they want to work with you or not instead of deciding it for them. I think we prejudge what people are going to
1: think, and very often we have no idea what they're going to think. Right, right, yeah, and I think that we talk ourselves out of most of our good because our own inner conversation becomes our enemy when we allow self-esteem issues to interfere with what we're seeking to produce in life. You know, we, we have to give the gift. So, you know, with the little bit of time we have left, what can our listeners do right now to start to turn things around?
0: Well, here's what you can do. Um, in terms of business, and that's really what I, I think I'm the best at, in terms of developing or building a sense of income, number one, determine what is your value? How do, and really the, the answer to that question, the, the question that you should ask yourself is this, how can I help other people? How do I, how do I help other people? That's number one. And then ask yourself, well, who do I help? What kind of people do you help? You know, listen, I, I do. I've worked with business owners and entrepreneurs and authors and speakers and coaches you know, I, I just realized that the people that got the best results with me and, and not that everybody doesn't get results, they all do. But when I work with attorneys and doctors and chiropractors and medical professionals, they see the return on their investment instantly because of the, 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 because of the dollar figure involved with new cases and new patients and things like that. It works for businesses, too. It worked for Kelly. Kelly's not neither one of those things. Um, but ask yourself, number one. How do I help and who do I help? And then you have to get out there and talk to them. You have to let them know that. They're not gonna find you. You know, you said the cemetery is the richest place in the world. You know, many of you are the best kept secret in the world. You're you're listening right now and you are skillful. You've got talents, you can help people, but nobody knows about it because you haven't told them. If you've got a business or a service, you, Get online. Go on, do just like Galen is doing with the church, go on a Facebook Live, post on social media, host a Zoom webinar, get on GoToWebinar. Do something to get in front of some people. You never know whose life you're going to touch.
1: Right, right, without a doubt, without a doubt. So in the midst of, of working with all of these things, I think that everything – you're teaching about action actually goes back to the mindset because you won't take the right actions if you don't have the mindset that is working for you rather than working against you because I think that's what right that's what I'm hearing over and over again your mindset has to work for you um, there's a quote from um, an author named Neil Donald Walsh and he wrote in one of his books somebody's going to condition your mind it might as well be you. And that statement is st- <laughs> that statement is stuck with me. It, it really rings true. Somebody's going to condition your mind. It might as well be you. If you're going to believe something, mm-hmm. believe in things that empower you. So, you know, I'm looking, uh, Dennis, we have about a minute left. So first of all, I just want to just thank you for coming on and sharing so much of your wisdom. This has been an absolute blessing for me and my listeners. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with before we uh, log off?
0: Just one last thing, and this it popped into mind. Having a mindset is absolutely critical, just like we've all, we, you know, we've been discussing this all morning. The other thing, though, is you have to have a system. There has to be knowledge, right? One mm-hmm. of the reasons I think people get thrown off of that positive mindset is because they try to do something that they haven't done enough research or they don't have a system to follow. Success is really easy, Galen. You know, I know that you believe that and you know that I do yeah. as well. But there are steps that should be taken, you know, for, for promoting your business. I've laid out the steps. If you understand the steps and apply the mindset to it, that's really wonderful. The reason people struggle is because they have the mindset. They have the desire. They have the drive. They know they can help people. But then they've never done the research. They've never done the work to figure out the steps. And very often, no matter what industry you're in, no matter how you're going to promote it, the steps aren't hard. They're really not, but they're not intuitive very often. So you have to get out there and look for that information. So number one, have that positive mindset. And number two, be willing to grow, be willing to learn. I think if you stay open to... Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.